Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there, and welcome to episode 17 of the WP Builds Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And as always, I'm joined by David Wormsley. Hello there, David. Hello, David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com, which I'm going to update a bit more frequently, I think, because that's what I'm going to say every time now. Are you, um, <laughs> are you feeling like the pressure of having a website which is massively out of date? Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Well, I moved around and I with uh, setting up other domains for stuff, but I thought I've got to bring it back to davidwormsley.com. So I'm going to use that because every time we do this introduction, I'm lost. Every yeah. Time, so. All, all of the stuff that I know that you put out either comes through, you know, references through Facebook, which then usually leads to a YouTube thing. Yeah, Have you decided yeah. to copy and paste the iframe into your website and sort of house it all there rather than pointing people to YouTube then? Yeah, well, I used to do that anyway. I would make it, I still put it on YouTube because I think it was convenient to people and then link to my article that had it. But it was so much Beaver Builder stuff that I didn't think it was in keeping with just David Wormsey, so it got its own domain. And now I'm thinking, well, I need to put more articles, something a bit more weighty on my own on my own site. So, hmm. yeah, I just really want a domain that I can say. <laughs> just want to be like you, really, Nathan. <laughs> my website has virtually no content of any fresh nature. I put this podcast on it each week, and something tells me I probably shouldn't do that because I copy and paste the text from the WP Builds website, <laughs> so I'm duplicating content for Google, which is not a good <laughs> idea. But I figure, yeah. you know what, it's appearing in two places. It's um, it's not the end of the yeah. world. And yeah, anyway, yeah. um, yeah. So I should probably do news now. We don't yeah. really have a great deal of news but uh, i'll go through it anyway we've got two bits or oh, yeah. three bits i think um the first one is that uh, it is at last i'm so excited it's word camp in london starting tomorrow now tomorrow is contrib day i'm going to go with my laptop and help where i can i won't be on the sort of technical side of things you know updating plugins and things like that that's not my thing it's more likely that i'll be helping do documentation or something i have no idea frankly what i'm going to do but i've never been to one but i'm quite excited so if you're there on contrib day uh, come and find me i've got i've got gray hair uh, <laughs> and a big nose uh, and so you'll <laughs> you'll be able to find me that way um, and if you just shout nathan wrigley really loud then I'll probably say, yeah, I'm over here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, and then it's Friday, and so that's the Friday is the Contrib Day. Then it's Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, the, the normal word camp, listen to speakers and get involved in the social stuff. So that's exciting. I'm very excited. Hopefully mm -hmm. next week I'll be able to talk about it and say what, what I thought was cool. Um, I'll probably describe my broken leg on the train on the way or something and tell you I wasn't able to go. <laughs> you never know. Okay, so let's do some actual news. Okay, WordFence, uh, which is a well-known WP plugin for protecting your website, this week um, upgraded for premium customers only, so you have to have a paid license, not the free version. They um, have now enabled... Um, how to describe it? Real-time, I think, is the correct term. Real-time IP blocking. Now, I read the article, and although it's fairly nuanced, essentially they have upgraded so that IPs are uh, updated in real-time. And by real-time, I think they mean on an hourly basis. So um, rather than sort of downloading a blob, which I think is how they did it, a blob of information, which included all IP addresses now, it looks that looks like all of this stuff is taken care of on their side and they update things and you immediately get that real-time protection. Now, the, I suppose the, the idea here is that if a WordPress site, let's say in Canada, starts getting hit within an hour, that IP address has been spread and um, everybody with the WordFence Premium plugin will be able to defend against that IP address. Not entirely sure how long that lasts, but they've taken steps to make sure that, um, you know, CDNs and things like that um, are also taken care of and proxies and things like that so that hopefully most 
of the false positives are taken care of and it, and it does a, a really good job. I have to say I've got I've got WordFence on quite a few sites and it's kind of difficult to gauge what it's doing because it's kind of doing things in the dark and you, you don't really get a massive amount of feedback. But that's not true. You do get feedback, but I don't make the effort to read the feedback necessarily. Mm. Um, but I have a I have a suspicion that it's probably worth the money if you've got a uh, a website which you really, really would like to protect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece of news is not news at all. It's just a really interesting little article that I read. Um, I come from Drupal until about 17, 18 months ago. I was solely using Drupal and Magento. So WordPress is, has all been quite new to me. And, and, and I brought with me a, a load of baggage and things that I expected a CMS to do. Um, and obviously WordPress isn't that. They're very different systems and the, the history of them and the the core purposes of them going back to the year dot were very different. Um, and when I came to WordPress, I was constantly, well, doesn't it do this? Doesn't it do this? And it, well, of course it doesn't. It's just the way WordPress has, has, has worked. And no doubt if you went the other way and went to Drupal, you'd be thinking, well, why doesn't it do this? And why doesn't it do this? Anyway, this article um, paints a picture of the cost over time of different styles of websites and how much it might cost to develop on the two platforms. And it's it's been clearly written from a Drupal point of view. I think they're quite good at grinding the axe at WordPress. Nevertheless, I think it's quite interesting. Um, essentially, what they're saying is that for the first the first 80% uh, of the the, the website build, um, we're talking about enterprise clients here, really. You know, if you're deploying a really complicated, very difficult to code, you need a team of people website. Um, the first eighty percent of that is cheaper on on WordPress, simply because of the ecosystem of plugins and the millions of those that you can access. But then the last twenty percent, it becomes significantly cheaper to do it on Drupal. I won't say any more than that, but go and read it. I certainly found it quite interesting. And, and I have to say, I think if you can remove the emotive language, I think there's probably quite a bit of truth in there. But that's one of the reasons I moved over to WordPress, because I am not doing enterprise clients and it was becoming quite difficult for me to manage certain things. And I'm firmly fixed in that first 80%. So you got any thoughts on that, David? No. Well, just exactly what you said. The last thing you said, really, that's that I'm fixed in that 80%. So, yeah, yeah. 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 interesting i really did enjoy using drupal a lot um lots and lots of really interesting features that come out of the box but for me it was yeah time to move on but no axe to grind from me i like them both Mm. um right okay so there's our news item we should um probably move on to the the nuts and the bolts of today um and i think the reason that we're doing this is because it is um whether you whether you knew it or not it is international knowledge base Mm. day uh, which is kind of weird, International Knowledge Base Day. So it's the, the day where uh, we ought to be celebrating knowledge bases. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, cough. Uh, so um, the title of this podcast is What Should You, in brackets, or We, Expect from Word Pre- WordPress Support? Now, this is going to be a right old ramble. We chatted uh, before the podcast and we've written heaps of stuff and none of it's going to come in any particular order or make any great sense but hang on uh, st- stay with us we're just going to splurge our thoughts on WordPress support whether it's been good or bad and how it works so do you, do you want to just start us in some random place David? Yeah well I, I guess you know this one in some ways I'm not going to rant too much because I, I try and avoid using support wherever possible you know so but I like to google stuff and and I feel it's like an admission of failure if I have to send in a support ticket. So largely, I do find that I'm sending in uh, book reports at the end, which always pleases me if I found something that's going to be useful to someone else. So there's my little caveat before I do start actually moaning. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I, think, um, I would imagine that's true for a great deal of the people um, yeah. who have a career in WordPress, that it yeah. is going to be Google first. Um, try and f- scratch your own itch, if you like, and then move on to support after the fact. I, I wonder if you're more, you you maybe keep going with the Google, whereas I- I'm actually pretty good at getting on support and uh, requesting support and quickly sort of moving on. But yeah, I would imagine that there's um, a lot of people, though, who are unfamiliar with WordPress and how it works, who are just, just using it as a system to get their own stuff out, who are um, much more into support than perhaps you are. Yeah, do you know what? I think... 
That's one of the things, I, maybe what holds me back is because it's not WordPress, but it's my experience of hosting support has always been poor. So my little rant really is that all of those support systems where they have, and I think they have to have them, but different levels of people. So, you you know, you, you send in your first query and they've got the level one folks who do all of those things about, have you turned it on and off again, you know, mm. um, yeah, that kind of stuff. And for me, my experience always been with the, the hosting and particularly clients hosts is that, you know, it can be taking me a week just to get to that level four person. And uh, so I think that's sort of gone on because I think probably hosting has been the, the place where I've got used to support first before really getting into WordPress support. So maybe I've not used enough of it because of that. I'm put off by hosting support. Yeah, I guess if you're a company the size of somebody like GoDaddy, you, I mean, I'm, mm. I'm just going to pluck a figure out of thin air. Let's say they've got a thousand employees or five thousand employees, you're going to have those lines, aren't you? Lines of defence where the, the first yeah. support can be, um, you know, just trivial stuff, and then it ramps up until finally you get to some sort of specialist team who deal with exactly your problem. Yeah, that is really annoying. Um, it's a bit like being on hold on the phone and pressing all those mm. buttons and get, getting through to the next layer and then pressing more buttons and you just get the temperature goes up, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know what the solution is rather for that one rather than other than just to sort of trust your own customers. You sometimes find those fields, don't you, where you rate your own severity of, of support need. So, mm. you know, you uh, you could say it's minor or it's major or it's critical. I, on the years ago, I, I used DreamHost for a little while and one of their, one of their options in that, box was help people are dying (laughs) 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 which i thought was quite nice um and but what you tend to what i tended to do was always click help people are dying because in my (laughs) own mind that was like oh people will answer it quicker um which is kind of an abuse of it and probably (laughs) probably it didn't do me any favors (laughs) at all but um yeah getting caught in those loops and the infuriation of receiving an email from godaddy or anybody should say um, only to find that it's just bumping it up to the next layer. <laughs> it's like the oh, good, an answer. Yeah, uh, not an answer. Just just another another period of waiting. Yeah, yeah. I think we 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 said the same, didn't we? Earlier, we were talking about this, and we were both people who try to lay out every detail about what we'd done previously to try yep. and get it escalated up to the top because. Yep. You know, we've done all of the simple things, and this is our experience. That's the same, isn't it? That they were just ignored. We'd still get asked the the basic questions. Yeah, the infuriating thing is, is isn't it? It's, I'm I can't think of a problem, but let's say that essentially I've I've typed out an A4 page in font size 14 as a support request because I realise that if I don't supply the detail, I'll simply get a re- a request for more detail. So I write everything out, and then they somehow managed to focus on the one thing that I don't need uh, or they've just misread it or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you really do very strongly sometimes get the impression that it really isn't. It, it, it's kind of deliberate, you know, because I really did write this clearly. You didn't read it. Please read it. And then you feel a bit of sort of guilt for sort of questioning yeah. their, or you know, their morals and so on. And yeah, that that can be very frustrating. But I've had that dozens of times all over the internet, where I've been very thorough, and I've got the reply which indicates clearly that it wasn't read, at least not read with any, you know, with any sort of clarity. Um, yeah, interesting. Do you, um, because you have to respond to people's support requests as well, do you find that you get any long emails like that where you have to read a lot? I always get the opposite. I always, always get the opposite where they they speak in their own sort of dialect, shall we say. Mm -hmm. Um, And just about all of my users are very non-technical. And so... They will they will use the wrong words all the time. So you know they they won't use the word link or button or field or um, you, you know they're not going to use WYSIWYG mm. editor or anything like that. They'll they'll mm-hmm. use things like you know the box under the blue bit that kind of thing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I end up 
oftentimes just asking for a screenshot and then I get the request. Oh, I don't know what that means. And so, mm. yeah, I do. I get that a lot of times. But for me, it's exactly the opposite. And I have to be that person then writing back saying, look, I'm sorry. Um, I really did read this, but I, I didn't quite understand what you meant. And usually because I know these people and I've worked with them, they then write a much more clear, careful thing. But, you know, time is money and yeah. they wanted a quick fix. But they... I often get the impression that they think I know what they're talking about and I really don't. And I bet that's the case for a lot of us. The client will, will request something and it's what, but I just yeah. don't even get it. Um, yeah, oftentimes. So, I, you know, whenever I send out my documentation, whenever I onboard a new client, I send them out an email illustrating there's screenshots of every button that they can press and why they should press it. And, you know, and then I've given yeah. an example of a, so if there's a field that they've got to fill in, it's always pre-populated with something to demonstrate how it should be filled in. But uh, yeah, obviously, as soon as they get into that box, they delete it and write whatever they like. <laughs> but yeah, I have to answer support questions. Um, maybe maybe an interesting discussion then would be about timings. What is a, what is a sensible yeah. amount of time? What's a fair expectation? To my mind, when I am asking for support from a plugin developer or a theme developer or whatever it might be, I kind of think that if I'm on a paid product, if I'm on some mm. kind of support tier, I think 24 yeah. business hours, you know, 24 uh -huh. hours in a, in a business cycle, if you know what I mean. So if I write it on Friday at 3 p.m., I'm thinking Monday, 3 p.m., I should get a reply. Sure. And if I write it Wednesday... 2 p.m. I'm thinking Thursday 2 p.m. What do, yeah. do you do you think that's reasonable? Am I being a bit needy there? No, I that's kind of what I've always experienced. I mean, it is limited by experience, but that's right. And and interesting, we're both Beaver Builder folks, and I noticed I was looking the other day at what they say, and they say you know often we get back to you in in literally hours, but uh, you know you can. I can't remember the actual wording, but that's really what they're saying that they try to get it make it within a day within business hours and it was interesting you know did you catch that little chat that was in the beaver builder facebook group about someone who was not happy because it their their support question was answered a little bit over 24 hours later they oh. didn't say whether this was a weekend or not okay um, that sounds a bit yeah. churlish to me a little bit so yeah. what maybe 26 yeah. hours or something yeah no i i think if you're paying um, whatever the amount is that you've agreed with that company, I, I think I think 24 hours seems to me like a sweet spot. Anything mm. below 24 hours is, in my mind, fantastic support. Um, mm. Obviously, if it, that that would be for a plugin where you're trying to make something work, but you know, critical stuff where things break. Well, mm. to my mind, if you've broken something, you probably should be on a um, a development environment anyway. Um, in which case the 24-hour window is not that important. But things mm -hmm. like hosting, where you know that's absolutely critical to get it online now, then mm. I think I think probably because you're paying a monthly fee rather than an annual fee, you probably should expect um, service a little bit quicker than that. And we were sort of saying it's odd, isn't it? Because I run my own mm. um, servers. The, mm. the last thing you need when your server goes down is a ton of emails saying the server's gone down. Can you tell me why? Because actually what you need to do is concentrate on getting the server back up um, yeah. and not, not reply one at a time to a ton of emails. It's kind of counterintuitive. But next time your server goes down, uh, give, give that a little bit of thought because they're probably busy. Um, although they've probably, in, you know, in a hosting company, they've probably separated out support from, from the actual infrastructure. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, twenty-four hours I think seems about mm. right. What about free, free plugins? Is there an, do, mm. should should we have any expectation of support? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I but the thing is, people have to make money out of it, and I think if free is a lead up to their premium offering, so you can upgrade. That I think there certainly has to be some support that goes with free because that's uh maybe somebody's first entry into being a paid customer so mm. i think there there you would have some expectation that there's going to be some support on the free but if it is literally free then i think well i would just feel grateful for anybody who's helping me if they were just giving that 
plug in away for free with no expectation, I, I you know, I would be grateful for anything that came. Yeah. I wouldn't expect anything. Mm. Yeah, not being a plug-in developer or a theme developer, I've never had to fit, fit, you know, worry about that. But I, I wonder if, like, I'm thinking Contact Form 7 is a very successful free plug-in. I don't think they've got any paid upgrades, have they? It's just free all the way. Um, yeah. I think so. And, you know, you kind of wonder... I wonder how many support tickets they have to answer and if there's any expectation. Um, I wonder. I, want, I just wonder how it works. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, I think, just like you, that if you are introducing somebody to a free layer, then mm-hmm. it would be clever of you to, um, to offer some support. Obviously, if, mm. if particular people start to abuse that, then maybe it's time to just sort of mm. point them gently towards the paid tier where, you know, we can guarantee a little bit more speedy response. Maybe that's a way to do it is to um, hobble, if you like, the amount of time that you <laughs> that you reply in. So, you know, it's free. Anything under a week is good. Um, it's paid. Yeah. Anything under 24 hours is, is typical. Um, yeah. A new little trend that I've seen on websites it's becoming increasingly popular are these little chat boxes in the bottom right hand corner i think intercom.io i think they seem to be cleaning up in this space to me i find those quite infuriating actually because (laughs) the chat box feels to me like skype or facebook messenger in that Mm. the chat box is there so right i'm ready to chat um, and you've put yes. it there, so and you're online because it says you are. But then yeah. I'm guessing, I could be wrong, I'm guessing in most situations it's dealt with rather like an email. Um, mm. So you put in your chat and then you kind of think, okay, um, in five minutes' time we'll be, uh, we'll be having a conversation about this. And then two hours later, nothing. Three hours later, nothing. And it kind of makes you think, why, why put the chat box in there? If you're not going to yes. use it as a chat box, why not just say we're away, <clears throat> submit an email? Because I know that those things have that capability. You know, nobody's mm. on support right now. S- submit this, and it'll come to us as an email. Um, I'm thinking of a product right now. I won't say its name. Where this happened to me over the last couple of days, chat box is mm. there. Sure enough, you get a you get a reply. But then. You know, two hours later, your reply comes in. So you think, oh, great, they're on now. So you immediately tap out your reply. And then another two hours goes by. And it's like, well, this is pointless. Why not just turn it off? Um, Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's interesting. I I use Zendesk. I use the free one. And that works like that. But it's left off really most of the time. So Mm. really all it does is a quick, you know, leave your message here put your email in and use your message. And it also allows you to sign in with, um, uh, I think, Google and Facebook. All right. So you can do get a quick sign in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a plugin. I had a mm. plugin called TalkTo, T-A-W-K dot T-O, which um, offered a, a mm. similar sort of functionality. I ended up switching it all off in the end just because of bloat and loading times and all that kind of stuff. And I wasn't really getting any, any I mean, once or twice a month, I would get somebody filling it out, but not enough really to justify it. Um, mm. And again, by the time I wasn't, if I wasn't online, it knew. And so it would just be rather like submitting an email. So I thought, well, they might as well just go to the contact page, to be honest, mm. and fill out the form. But um, yeah, what's your, um, have you ever had any really amazing experiences with support where you thought, actually, this company deserves a mention because they're just brilliant? Yeah, well, I guess the last one was, um, which was J7 Digital. I, I did a little video on mm. on the plugin that I was using. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's fortunate that I could actually uh, send a request by um, Facebook, though, to him. But uh, yeah, he's in Australia and I was late. So, he, you know, he really should have been in bed and, you know, he jumped in straight away and started doing stuff. And he did so much for me that I... I mean, I thought his plugin was fantastic anyway, uh, and I was going to use it. But uh, yeah, I really wanted to shout out to him just for the work that he'd mm. done. And um, but you know, it's a it's somebody who's passionate about their plugin. It's a small plugin with limited number of people, so he, you know he could just serve, you know, the few users that he he has. You know, mm. I uh, I watched the video and I I actually thought I must install this. I haven't done, but it it mm. seems seems like a, a no brainer. And then I noticed mm. a couple of days after that, after you did your video, he then <laughs> felt inspired to update the the plugin, didn't he? 
Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a really nice improvement as well. And he put the price up by $1, which is a good mm -hmm. idea, to be honest, because it was a bit too cheap, I think, uh, the low level. It was only two, two, um, two dollars yeah, $2 99. 99 yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so, just a song isn't it you've gone for the <laughs> you've gone for the full-on developer forever deal there have you yeah yes yes uh really useful speeds things up so much and, and particularly the new things he's added as well so it was great because he got a load of feedback which is what i was hoping he would get and some more people on board and, oh great uh, and that's useful yeah oh, brilliant so. yeah that's really good i must admit it um again talking about drupal it there was a there was um, a, a module, it's called, for module read plugin called admin menu in Drupal, which mimicked exactly what you're describing. And, and that I, mm. I don't like the clicking around to get to the dashboard, mm. to get to posts, to get to the edit button on posts. All of that is a bit faffy, isn't it? And that plugin does look like a, yeah. a good one. And if he's offering stellar support, well, brilliant. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I would like to mention at this point, um, Tom, I'm going to say, Osborne or Osborne, I don't know if it's a mm. U or an O, sorry, Tom, uh, from Generate Press, who I think has offered me stellar support recently. Um, if you've used Generate Press, you'll know it's um, it's a theme mm. with a paid tier. It's got a very substantial um, free offering, and then you get lots and lots of nice little nifty extras like the ability to change colors and um, move things around and just about 10 or 15 little things, but they're all brilliant. Um, and I had a question about changing titles on archive, archive pages and things like that. And he replied with some mm. clearly written custom code. Now, mm. it may be that he has that lying around, but he'd absolutely gone in and changed it so that it fitted my exact case because the name of the function was suited exactly to my need. Um, and mm. so I felt that was really good. And then I asked another follow-up question, same thing, twenty less than 24 hours later, a very detailed reply. Um, mm. And I've noticed in the forum that they've got that he's answered just you know everything all by himself. And in many cases, he's gone well beyond the scope and sometimes even caveated, look, this is a little bit beyond scope, but, and then just gone on and done it anyway, <laughs> which yeah. is which is really wonderful. So yeah, mention to him, okay, so what about the flip side? Now, not that oh. we're going to particularly name anything, but have you had experiences that have just utterly annoyed you? <laughs> well, yeah, you're talking about Tom, and I, I completely agree because uh, I bought it as well, and I'm not using it because I'm a big Beaver Builder theme user, but it's it's a fantastic product, and really, I was inspired to buy it just because of the kind of support that he gives. I mean, mm. he is phenomenal, but yeah, he's what you were just saying about him. I've experienced the opposite with Elegant Themes. Now, it's mm. that's a big company, um, and I only really submitted, I think, once. Um, that support question after years of being with them actually and uh, what I didn't like was uh, that the the response back was that was beyond um, what our what our was what our support provides and you know here's a link to go and talk to one of our uh, paid developers you know and I thought mm, you know all these years paying yeah. into this and I just I wanted to change just a bit of PHP and wasn't sure how to do that and what needed to change it was pretty well laid out and I'm, I would have thought somebody there would have had the skills just to say yeah you just need to do that uh, so I was surprised by that but actually in the end they did give me what I needed so right you know um, yeah so but I think you know it just told me more it's not really a criticism of them because you know they're really big and they appeal to us maybe a different type of audience than me what he told me out of that experience is that these are probably not the people i should be with or building my business with you know i yeah. probably need so, and that's what i find with you as you find with tom there and as you find with beaver builder guys they're probably likely to give you that kind of support because they know that you are probably likely to be some kind of web designer or developer who's looking after clients and will need that kind of level of care so yeah that's what I got out of it. That's an interesting point, actually. I wonder if that would be a sensible thing to preface emails. Mm. Like I've never done that. I've just sort of launched into the problem. I wonder if it would be a, mm. an intelligent thing to do with a company where you've had that kind of treatment before to preface the email. Look, I'm a I'm a four time I'm a four time purchaser of your plugin, or I've been paying for your support for four years now. Um, this is my third ticket. I'm a developer. Um, I build, you know, something, something trite, uh, just to sort of make you sound a little bit more earnest and serious. I wonder if that would 
make any difference. It shouldn't, though, should it? That's the point. You should get the same um, sort of level of response. I um, I can sympathise with that exactly because mm. the same things happen to me. You know, you've written off what you consider to be a reasonable request and exactly the opposite of Tom's response is, yeah, it's just out of scope. We're not going to deal with it. And not, not even sometimes a, uh, a link to any other developer, just a complete shutdown of this is not going to happen. I won't mention names. I know exactly who I'm thinking of. But, um, yeah, just just closed me off and said, look, basically, you're on your own, you know. Um, what I will mention, though, is the grotty experience I've had quite a few times with products from Envato. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I've completely stopped. There was a period when I came to WordPress that I, I was kind of habitual in looking at Theme Forest and looking at Code Canyon and just seeing all these wonderful things that could be done with plugins um, and sort of got suckered in and bought a few of them and then ran up against inevitable problems. And the, the, the support is so patchy because obviously you're not dealing with Envato, you're dealing with the the person who writes mm. the plugin and you've no idea about them. They've obviously got a system whereby you can see how many sales they've had and you can go into the comments section and you can see how many stars it's got and all of that kind of thing. But um, to me, that doesn't necessarily relate to the level of support you're going to get. I think about six months ago, they switched on because of this perceived problem that the business had. They switched on a system where now you buy support at the time of buying the the plugin. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but because I left them long before they switched that facility on, I don't know if that's just money in the developer's pocket or whether it actually is money that's being repurposed to answer support tickets i don't know mm. um yeah i think they needed to do something to pay for ongoing support because if they wanted to keep some of those products alive so you yeah. get six months don't you by default these days and before it was support for life yes. and that was unrealistic really on the yeah. popular plugins yeah um but um you know which i kind of like as a move forward but i still don't like their license in terms where you're buying per project so that's tricky mm. um, i I only have one experience actually of contacting somebody um, on Envato, and it was a good experience. Uh, it was it was the uh, white label branding for WordPress by right here. They they do quite a few plugins there, and I used that for some time. And I contacted them, and they were great. Um, you know, it was a simple thing yeah. uh, that I know I needed, but uh, you know, it was quick. It came back, and that's my only experience. Mm. Do you mm. do you use Envato's products much? Or do you tend to, you know, avoid like the plague? I, I do tend to avoid them because mm. of that. And partly the licensing and the fact that, you know, I bought a lot of stuff like you over years. And, and this is going back many years now. And my my account looks like a graveyard, particularly when it comes to themes. These, these stay around for so long and then they die. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's what it is. It's, you know, being removed by the author. Or, or it doesn't actually, I think it says two things either by them or, or the author, but you know, it's, it's stopped making money for them and it's not worth supporting. Mm. And, and that's what I've seen. So I just think, well, I want to avoid that. But having said that, the other side of it is that, you know, I've just started um, thinking that I might be using yellow pencil in part of my business. Not I really noticed my... that in your video, actually. Mm. I noticed that was installed. I wondered if you'd installed that to uh, for demonstration purposes, but there you go. So that's an Envato thing, is it? Mm. Okay. Well, it was for demonstration, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I could have easily shown um, Microthema, which I also had in there, but I just thought I'd better get on with this video and get it done. But, right. but actually, since I've been playing again, around with it again, and because of the idea with my business is to have somebody else doing some working with the client and making some changes live, I thought this might actually be quite a useful tool. So, mm. yeah, so I might actually rely on one of their products after all I've said about trying to avoid them. So <laughs> with that one, how have you gauged that the support here is going to work going forwards, mm. it being in Varto, <laughs> I am immediately suspicious perhaps wrongly yeah how do you work that then do you have you written to the developer through the support forum just to sort of check it out or nah. no uh, really the thing is i'm looking at this and this is the difference i guess with it is is that it's a it's an admin tool isn't it if it dies tomorrow that's fine i'll replace it with another css editor yeah. it's not going to affect my sites yeah. ongoing yeah and i think you know that's why i can take a risk with that it's a handy tool at the moment if it breaks tomorrow or they don't support it very well, it's not going to be the end of the world. Mm. 
Um, presumably, yeah. though, you um, you made a decision before buying it. Were you looking at like the star ratings, number of sales? Was it a personal recommendation? <laughs> yeah, I don't take any notice of those because I'm guilty mm. of the, being the person when I first bought um, themes from Theme Forest. Uh, you know, that's how they work. And they, they sell it. They, they've got all these things you can do very quickly. You buy it. You think this is wonderful. You read all their stuff, start playing with it you give your five-star rating very early when they ask for it mm. and um, yes. you give it there. And, and then it's it's two weeks down the line when you're trying to make a very simple change in your cart and you realize that it's really using up all your resources on your server. And you just yeah. think, I can't work with this. Yeah. Uh, and then you, can't, you can't take back your five-star. I mean, I guess you could rate it again, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I have. I'm an owner, a, a proud owner, actually, of the um, WP Types Toolset plugin, and they have mm. a they have a very very good support um, setup. In that it, it it does always deliver an answer to me within 24 hours. They've got a very large staff, as I was finding out last week. I think they've got 80 mm. full time employees. Wow. I think that's right. Um, they do WPML. Um, you know, mm. the multilingual plugin plus the whole suite of tool set things. I don't know if they do anything else. Perhaps they do. But um, they they have a system whereby they will only reply to one question at a time, which I think is, uh, from my point of view, that's a little bit peculiar um, in that, you know, if I've got two questions, I can't see why you can't bundle them together, especially if, you know, one question could require a huge amount of work and two simple questions could require a tenth of the work. I've had a couple of situations where they've answered the first of my questions in my list, but then they've yeah. truncated it and just said, "Look, you're going to have to support or submit all of these as separate ones." So that's a that's a interesting thing. I don't know anybody else who does yeah. that. Perhaps they did that at some point in the past because they were just getting inundated with fifty questions all at once, and a sensible limit to them seemed like one. Um, mm. Yeah, it, just a, a, a peculiarity. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but it's odd. Yeah, I can understand it. I, you know, I used to manage staff, and I used to ask them where they kind of cut down the questions that they would ask me, so mm. I wouldn't miss one out, you know, mm. or get sidetracked with it. But uh, yeah, I, I would blow this every time. I'd say, I hope it's okay to ask this question. Oh, damn! Yeah, <laughs> that's one yeah. gone. Well, they're very. What they do is they basically answer the first question, and then just politely, probably copy and yeah. paste a, um, a, a thing which says, you know, all the other questions within this ticket need to be asked separately. Um, but you know, fair enough. It doesn't doesn't really bother me. I just I've learned now. I've they've sort of I've got me into their ecosystem, and I've I've been taught how to do that. So I now just write one thing and carefully word it. Um, speaking of that, do you have a a sort of preferred way of communicating? Obviously, because we've got things like um, support could be offered as a forum. It could be telephone support. It could be a Slack group, a Facebook group. Um, goodness knows, it could be a, excuse me, mm. I'm, I'm sort of choking a bit. It could be a dedicated app. Who knows? Yeah. Um, have you got a, a preferred way? Obviously, us being in the Beaver Builder community, we've we've gone through Beaver Builder's kind of struggle to work out what's the right, right way to offer support, having a, you know, a Slack group, a, a Reddit, a Stack Exchange, a forum, Facebook, and so on. What's, what's your preferred way of getting yeah. support gosh i i don't know i mean i did like a few forums and they were useful because i you know they were searchable and i was usually looking for very practical stuff but you know i do love as you know we both do the beaver builder facebook group mm. something which seems like a really bad idea <laughs> yeah turned out to be something that was good okay it is a distraction that's that's for sure but because I'm in there more, it's widened my knowledge and, and understanding. So I've got information I didn't go looking for. Yes. And so, so yeah, I, I've, I, it's hard to imagine being anywhere else now other than yeah. Facebook groups. The, uh, for stuff. the problem, I suppose, with Facebook groups is that it just gets lost in the mist of time, doesn't it? There's no, there's mm. no perfect search of Facebook groups. And so, mm. you know, we've all had that that moment where two weeks later you think, ah, I know there was a thing. Somebody said a thing about mm. something that I now need and <laughs> finding it again is a disaster. Um, so the the sort of archiving of it is quite important, which for me is why, oh, I love that Facebook group. Um, mm. But I don't really use it much for posing questions that I need answering. Mm. I really like the the whole ticketing system 
whereby I submit a ticket, I wait a period of time, 24 hours, whatever, and an answer comes back to me. And I like I like the system whereby that support ticket, with my permission, then becomes public knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it can be searched via Google, because obviously the Facebook group is a silo to Google. It just mm -hmm. sees nothing. Um, so that, you know, I've submitted a support ticket, it's been answered, I've marked it as complete, then, um, then the world can... Um, search it and now there's all there's those little Ajaxy things when you're filling out the title of your question um, mm. again I know the toolset plugin does this you you it, it asks you to submit a support ticket and the first thing it asks for is what's the nature of the problem in other words what's the title and as you type it in beneath it pop up some suggestions yeah. for yes. uh, and I find that really helpful because very often I don't know what their algorithm is doing it, but it's genius it sometimes oh yeah look right that's it that's the one I want Google didn't get it but look there it is and I click through and you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but my question will then become part of that public archive and everybody else will be able to to see it and I yeah. I like that system the best yeah I think I probably do and that's you know that's what what we had I think in the the Beaver Builder community we had that system and that's what they're trying to make up for now I mm. think with with um with reddit is it reddit is that how you yeah say we're it? on reddit Late. yeah 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 what do you think of that well to be honest i went to it and because mm. i'm not a reddit user in any mm. way and never have been i was immediately turned off by the ui and the weirdness of it um and i just i i, I don't know if i'm going to go back soon to be honest mm. um mm. I think if you're into Reddit and you understand the nuances of it, it's a little bit like Slack. I, you know, I occasionally pop into Slack, mm. but I don't quite understand how it works. And that's ridiculous. Mm. It's, it would be with 10 minutes of effort, it would work. I'm sure I could <laughs> figure it out. Mm. But um, I haven't quite worked out how to do all the replying. And um, again, searching and all of that sort of stuff seems a little bit alien to me. I don't know what the right answer mm. is, but I do know that I like to look on, on a forum. So no, the, the Reddit, the whole Reddit thing might just be a... Um, something that I never return to, which is a great shame, really. Mm. Um, another thing that I've got written down here is that um, do you think the cost of support... Um, now, I'm going to sound like a miser now, like a real Scrooge. <laughs> do you think... Do you think we pay too much for support? Do you think we pay enough? What I was thinking here was, mm. um, you know, the sort of expectation that you'll pay... Uh, $99 a year, $199 a year, $299 a year, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you think, because um, it's always bundled together with support and updates, do you think yes. those two things should be separated out? Um, oh. You know, so that I don't need, up, I don't need, you should always have updates. That's a no-brainer. You mm. should always pay for updates, always. Um, but should you have, I, I'm on the update channel which mm. is cheaper than the update and support channel, or does that just become crazy hard, stupid idea, you know, not not manageable? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've always wanted that, that they were separated, um, mm. but I think, I think I'm making a mistake. I think no one knows where to go. I mean, there is an example of that one, isn't there, where there's that separation, there's um, formidable forms. Ah, they right. separate that out, so you can, you can buy a lifetime, but you won't get support after the first year. So ah, you're right. and if you if you yeah so there is an example out there of people doing that and that sounds like the ideal for me um yes but uh, yeah but but I'm wondering now really uh I think you know partly Beaver Builder changed my mind on that um because uh, some of the support that they offered goes beyond what I expected yeah so I thought well maybe that's worth having because mm. that's a tool that's fundamental to everything I do in my business so I don't have a problem paying that money. That's no. just, I put other people on subscriptions. I don't mind paying that subscription because it's fundamental. But the rest yeah. of the stuff, yeah, tricky. Well, I think probably from the developer's point of view, if, if I was the developer of Beaver Builder, support and updates would be an, ex would be an absolutely required part of my business going forwards mm. each year. You know, you are going to have to update it because that's mm. what you do, and you are going to have to support it. So why not just throw them all together, not worry mm. about, oh, are you on a support tier? Are you on an update tier? You know, just, it's you, you paid. You know, we, we will support you because you've paid. Um, yeah, I, I think probably that's fine. So, sometimes I worry about 
the cost of these things you know I, I just don't know what the value of these things is you know you see a tiny little minor mm. plug-in and it's $200 a year and you think oh man that's a lot uh, I, I don't know what the right answer is I'll tell you what's interesting yeah. I got an email this week and I know you did too from Eric mm. Ham do you think mm. we should do you think we're allowed to mention this you, would it have been yeah, a thing so. yeah yeah okay um Eric Ham who is the as far as I know he's the sole developer behind uh dynamic which is uh well he's got a whole range of plugins to be honest yeah. but he's got um genesis plugins where you can modify the genesis theme framework um with a child theme which does everything essentially and then he's got mm -hmm. beaver extender and he's got genesis extender mm -hmm. and so on he's come up with this idea and he's put it out to people i think he put it out on facebook so it is public domain um uh, that he wants to set up for 99 dollars a year $99 a year, um, a WordPress support uh, agency or system or whatever. And I think a forum. Was, is, it, is it a forum? Is it a forum? Okay. I think so. Yeah. Where I'm, it sounded like he was just trying to tease out of the community who, who is this, you know, is this a good idea? Would people be interested? And he, have a, he had over 70 replies to his first email and they, they queried, is it too cheap? What's the scope? And so mm. on. Um, but he's sort of saying, but maybe there's a sweet spot, you know, a cheaper alternative. I won't answer everything, mm. but I'll, I'll mm. define the scope of what that is. Would you pay, let's say, $99, $200, $300, what, whatever that figure ends up being, for dedicated WordPress support where you can basically just throw any question at somebody and expect within 24 hours an answer back? Is that something you would pay for? I don't know. I'm reluctant. You know, I, I found it difficult to pay for any knowledge. And mm -hmm. Udemy got me in with all of their cheap deals. Of course, that classic thing where they slice something down. So I'd pay for my courses there. Where I didn't like doing that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm more open to this kind of thing. But, you know, it's the same thing as what we've been talking about, the support we expect. I, one of the reasons why I thought I wanted support separated from the updates was because I was one of these people who would Google the life out of something before having to go to that. So I thought, yeah, why am I paying for these people who will just pop in a question straight away and wait for it, you know? Yeah. So and, it, and it's the same with this where I'm struggling to think, well, would I go for this because... I, I still have that behavior. But, you know, somebody like Eric, he's really knowledgeable. It could save you a lot of time, you know. Um, What's interesting so, about Eric as well is that he's very knowledgeable mm. in the exact things that I mm. would like support with. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, he um, he has a clear understanding of Beaver Builder on a technical level because he's built mm. Beaver Extender. Um, mm. And... So my beaver builder questions, it would, you know, I'm just interested. I, I am fascinated by the idea of what he's doing. I think if he goes at mm. 19, my problem is $99 all seems too cheap. You know, he's going to be inundated with people signing up and then asking lots and lots of questions and, and he'll be, his focus will be taken away from his core business. And uh, I don't know, it, it, obviously it's entirely mm. up to him, um, but lovely idea. I really, really I, think the idea is fabulous. Think, think people like WPMU Dev offer something similar, but their price is stratospheric in comparison. I think it's like $60 a month or something. Yeah, no, I actually think um, 99 is, uh, he seemed to be stuck with the idea of that price because he wanted somewhere between free and, you know, the really expensive support mm. that you get and, mm. and i think you know you could tempt me with that um because and i probably wouldn't bombard him with questions for that price because i think you know, it's in a it's in a reasonable range you know and yeah. i would you know go when i needed so he might have got that right well, uh, it, it, yeah mm. i offered a few suggestions in in mm. reply to his email and i said things like you know um consider the price maybe the price is too mm -hmm. cheap i also thought mm. maybe he should limit the have a limited number of memberships so when he reaches 100 200 300 whatever his comfortable point is then at that point it becomes a one in one out system mm. um but also i didn't say this but maybe there's a point where you know if you submit more than i don't know anecdotally 10 tickets a month or something you then pay a small fee on top or something do you do, mm. do you ever pay directly for support because i've seen that in places you can pay to have your ticket answered more quickly and that's something i never yeah. ever ever do mm, no i wouldn't mm. do you know what i was just thinking with the everything i'm going back on this uh, is that where you might have something there just watching the 
um, Beaver Build, a Facebook group again, and the number of questions that get asked a lot of time that need technical help. So somebody mm. who wanted to, say, have those um, off-canvas menus, that's yes. getting asked all the time. And I've always thought I must try and do a technical thing on how you can do this without plugins at some point, but it'll take me some time to do. Now, it's, Eric, I, I'm sure you get a lot of similar kinds of questions like that, mm. and he could do one thing put something together that was quite simple for the mm. tools and probably serve a lot of people without yeah. them asking questions. So I can see that kind of thing. There is a, the need for that kind of thing. Yeah. Boy, mm. support. Mm. What, a, what a topic. We could go on <laughs> and on. But do you, know, just do you know what? Yeah, we're on 49 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, so I think it's probably time to, uh, to knock this one on the head. Um, yeah. So, yeah, happy International Knowledge Base Day. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and uh, yeah, um, do we have a, a funny little English phrase? Because I never uh, remember to do this. Oh, gosh, I haven't got any. Let me have oh. a think of one. Tickety boo, uh, did we do that one? <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> Tickety boo. Yeah, maybe we did. Maybe we should make a list. We should be more organized. Yeah. Tickety boo. Put that in the Facebook group. <laughs> Shove that up the Facebook group. Tickety boo. <laughs> if you tell us what it means, that would be quite nice. Um, yeah, so anything you want to add before we sign off, David? No, no. I'm looking forward to the cheesy music as always. Yeah, maybe next week we'll we'll have all sorts to say about WordCamp. I am genuinely excited. Yeah. I've got to get on the yeah. train in about four hours' time, so I, I need to we need to stop this podcast so I can go and put the cheesy music uh -huh. on the end and so on and so yeah. forth. But uh, yeah, okay, so this was, what was it, episode 17 of the WP mm -hmm. Builds podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, we never do this, right? We never do any plugs, mm -hmm. do we? We never go at the end yeah. like you always do, people do. Should we do plugs? Should we, say, go to the page and like us or whatever? Do we? Should we do that? Yeah, yeah. just just go anywhere that you can find us and like us. Yeah, <laughs> wpbuilds.com is where all the buttons are. So if you go to wpbuilds.com and just click a random button and see what happens um and you know yeah <laughs> it might be good uh thanks very much for listening um nathan wrigley that's me signing off and that's me david Wormsey saying goodbye so bye-bye yeah see you next week bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.